You're listening to the City Network Podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's podcast. Welcome to the City Network Podcast. This is Robert Frazier. I'm the pastor at Redemption Hill and your host for the podcast. Today we have with us Josh Hibbard. He is the pastor at Trademark Church. They meet in the west end of downtown here in Boise. And I've asked him on today because he's had quite the journey between church planting and church revitalization. So love to love to just dive into the conversation today. If you're new around City Network, we are a network of churches who are trying to multiply and grow healthy churches in the Treasure Valley because God is, he has a desire to reach everybody in our city. So we're going after it and we're helping guys like Josh do it um, in any way that we can. So Josh Hibbert, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with with church planting and then what happened. Yeah. Well, hey, Robert, thanks for having me on today. i super grateful to be here and share a little bit about our church and just kind of what God's been doing. Um so I, I, my, I think my, my journey for and towards church planting um, began when I was uh, a freshman in Bible college. Um, I had grown up in a Christian home, um, but it really wasn't until I was in college at a state university in Illinois when God really grabbed a hold of my heart, and He gave me uh, a passion for the local church, and so I wanted to pursue pastoral ministry. I, you know, felt that got calling toward pastoral ministry, and I didn't know how that was going to manifest itself. But I ended up going to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and it was when I was there, uh, a friend of mine was just like, "Hey, uh, are you going to do church planting?" And I was like, "Well, what in the world is that? I, I had no idea what that was." And so he starts talking to me about church planting, and I'm like, "Why would you ever want to do that?" Like why? Why would I? That's a, that's a great question. Like <laughs> yeah. that should be the starting point for every church planter. Why exactly. would anyone want to do that? Why would you ever want to do this? Why? And, and and the thought was selfish. You know, I was like a 19, 20 year old kid, and the thought was like, well, why would I want to pastor a small little church where I don't know if I'm going to be making any money when I could pastor a bigger church and right? And be like it's just a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, I really didn't know what church planting was or why why it should happen, but. Over my time at, at Moody Bible Institute and Bible College, it just gave me um, a bigger picture for what the church was. I got involved in an Acts 29 church, um, and it was through that church that I just began to see the beauty of what church planting was and how these small little churches grow and, and seeing people come to know Jesus. And so I, I, I developed a passion through that, um, and then on into seminary, just kind of kept pursuing this um, thought of like, is, is God calling us to do that, us being me and my wife? Is that something that he's, he's a desire he's laid on our heart? And so um, not long after Bible college, I started serving on staff at a church in the Chicago area. Um, you know, you've got me drinking out of a Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary mug right now. Um, yeah, it's but, pretty great, um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why the coffee doesn't taste so good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm in seminary. I'm at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. I uh, just needed to give a shout out to them real quick. Um, so I'm in, I'm in seminary serving on staff at a church, and um, I'd been there for about five years. And during that fifth year, my wife and I just started feeling like, we were just sensing this desire for church planting that we're un, kind of unsure where, where that's coming from and, and why we want to do that. But we decided to kind of start pursuing it. And so um, 
I'm familiar with the Acts 29 network, and so I just kind of looked up Acts 29 network and where they had churches out west. We, we, we're starting to have this desire to move west, and we keep hearing things about Boise, um, and my wife's family wants to move there, and so we're all just, we're just like, uh-huh. okay, mm-hmm. you know, like yep. everyone else in yep. the world, yep. right? Yep. Right now, everybody <laughs> wants to move to Boise, and so um, I get into contact with Josh Gilbert, who's the planter and pastor of Trademark Church here in Boise, and I just sent him an email, and was like, hey, my wife and I are thinking about moving out that way. Do you guys have a church planting residency that we could do to kind of partner with you guys to maybe plant within the next year or two? And this was kind of my wife's stipulation. She's like, we're not rushing into church planting, right? And yeah. she's like, we're, we're not going to do that really quickly. We're going to take our time and really make sure this is what God has called us to and that we're prepared to do that. And I realize now I was not ready to plant a church when, when we came out here at all. Um, and, you know, listening to her and just the patience that she wanted to pursue this with was vital for what, for what we were doing and what God was calling us to. So, you know, funny story. I, th- I think I was having a beer with Josh Gilbert that same week that you sent that email. And no he's way. like, awesome. he's, he's telling me, we're talking about church planting. And he's like, well, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but th- like God's bringing some residents around here. I don't even like, we're creating a residency so that this guy has a place. I'm like, that's awesome. What's his name? It's Josh. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be confusing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it has been, it, yeah, it has been for some people for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, so Josh, Josh says, Hey, that'd be great. Come on out. Yeah. And if, you know, those who didn't know Josh, he was definitely like just kind of a go get him guy. Like if he had an idea, he was just going to go after it. Uh, and that worked. that really, that's not who Carly and I are. We're very calculated, but we just really felt God pushing us in this direction, go to Boise. And so, um, so we did. And, and so Josh set up this residency program. Um, I was kind of the, the main resident. Um, and then I was, being trained to do church planting, so spending time with Josh, kind of walking through a, a program and um, how it is that church planting looks in Boise as opposed to the Midwest. So I, I grew up in the Midwest, man. I have roots there. I'm a Midwesterner through and through. Um, church planting in the Midwest looks different than it does here. The cultures are so different. Um, and so really trying to get inundated with the culture, what it looks like to plant a church in Boise, what people in Boise um like, what are their idols, right? What do the people in Boise value that we need to be preaching and speaking the gospel into? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's what the residency looked like. It was very hands-on, got to spend some time preaching to the church. Um, and then there were three other guys who were involved in that residency as well, trying to explore um, maybe God was calling them to eldership or the pastorate or be, just being a deacon or a really involved church member. Um, and so we got to partner with them to do that and their wives, and that was just a, it was a good time. Um, so... Uh, that started in, we moved out in January of 18. That started in February of 18. And then by about March or June, or, or excuse me, May or June of 18, um, Carly and I had just developed such a love for Trademark. Mm-hmm. And in the back of our mind, we're thinking, like, God, we know maybe you've called us out here to plant a church, but we really love Trademark. And maybe you're going to have us pastor this church some point. And that had actually been something that Josh Gilbert had been pushing on me. Because um, he, he's a more apostolic church planter. Yeah, and so yeah. like staying and growing something was less of his kind of wheelhouse. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so he, I mean, he when he planted Trademark, he dropped in sight unseen to Boise. Never been here, dropped in, planted the church, and, and it just started growing, which is 
And that's not something that I could do at all. It takes a special person to do that. And so um, his, when, we, when him and I had started talking um, initially in 2017, one of the first things he said to me was like, hey, I know you're thinking about church planting, but maybe God's calling you to pastor this church and I'm going to hand it off to you. And so I was like, okay, sure, that sounds great, but mm-hmm. we're really feeling like church planting where, is where God's calling us to. And so um, I'd say halfway through the residency, the conversation about us stepping into being uh, pastorate uh, at Trademark got a lot more serious. And, you know, Josh was just sensing his call to leave the church and, and to pursue um, life elsewhere. And in September of 2018, he stepped out of the pastorate and, and I stepped in as kind of like a, I was a lay elder at first and just, um, you know, preaching uh, and, and teaching, doing the work of ministry, but I was also bivocational. Uh-huh. And, and so it wasn't what I was completely devoted to. And, and at this point, you're only six months in. You've only, oh, man, yeah. You've been in Boise just barely a little time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Josh is transitioning out. You're like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah, and, and, and there was, yeah, it, there was some confusion on our part, too, because we were like, God, did you call us out here to plant the church or pastor this one? Um, and, you know, we, yeah, we just had no idea what was going to happen. And, and so when we said yes to stepping into uh, the role of pastor at Trademark, um, there were just so many unknowns, so many unknowns. Um, we, we had no idea what, what was going to happen if even, if even the people of the church were going to be happy that we were <laughs> yeah. stepping into that role. Yeah, because you you're know? just a, a pretty unknown quantity still at six yeah, months Yeah, man, yeah. and I'm young too. I was yeah. you know, 29 at the time. I'm not much older now. Um, but That was only a year ago. <laughs> that was only a year ago, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So we just, we just had no idea. There were so many unknowns, but um, we just... We just trusted God. You know, it was like, okay, this is what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't need to go plant a church if this church doesn't have a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, this this church we want to see trademark healthy and growing, and and maybe church plantings in our future. But right now, we just we just felt a very strong sense of God saying, no, stay, uh-huh. stay and pastor this church. Um, and what's the what's the state of trademark at that point? Like, what's, uh, what's at going that on? at that point, um, I'd say we were about thirty five to forty regular attenders on a Sunday morning. Um, adults, adults. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, a few kids running around. We're young. So the average age of our, our church is right around late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, we're meeting in a building in West downtown where, uh, it's the rent is just crazy expensive. Um, and yeah. so that's taking up a lot of our resources. Um, and I think, I think in a lot of ways, maybe we, we had just come on a hard time as a church. We, we just kind of fallen on a hard time and, uh, we're, we're lacking some direction. I'd say like our our people were ready to go, but we just didn't know where to go. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there and that and, season of expectancy. Like yeah, people are like we need we need something next, and we don't know what that next thing is. Exactly. And and whenever you have a pastor step out, that's always going to be a challenging season. Yeah. And trademark had seen their assistant pastor step out um, the previous October, and so there was just a lot of change and transition and. Um, things were, there was just this sense of like, hey, we, we don't know what's next. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're expectant. You know, mm-hmm. God is so much bigger than what we've got going on. And so we're just going to trust him to, to do the work. And so um, in January of 2019 was when I came on staff uh, as the lead pastor. Uh, the other two elders um, and deacons had said, hey, let's, let's have you step into this role. We need a lead pastor and let's, let's go. Um, but at that time, still, there was no, a lot of uncertainty. No idea where our paycheck was going to come from. We were still support raising, um, trying to fund that way. 
the church had slowly started growing, maybe starting in October of 18. And so we were just kind of waiting expectantly to see what God was going to do. We find out that we have to get out of our building, uh, which is not fun. Um, So the first decision I needed to make as lead pastor was, hey, where are we going to meet? And what time are we going to meet? Because all the church buildings in Boise, they're full on Sunday mornings. Um, and so through the city network, uh, I got connected with uh, well with you, and then you connected me with Bruce Young over at True Hope First Baptist. And he he sat down with me over lunch at Boise Fry and was like, tell me your story. What's going on? What do you guys need? How can we help you? And I told him, hey, we need a building. And he's like, hey, well, we've got a spot. We've got like a youth center adjacent to our building, and you guys, which, can... which is where we started too. That was yeah, like our... man. It, it's, <laughs> the, I know a lot hub. of a lot of churches have like grown and come into come into life uh, through that little building. And so he's like, you know, you guys can't meet in the morning because our youth meet there. But if you're okay meeting in the afternoon sometime, like it's yours, and you don't even need to pay us any rent. You just meet there. And wow. it was it was just a huge gift to us to go from a rent payment being a huge burden to us to not having that. And so we moved, we moved all within, this is within the first month uh, of me being the lead pastor. We, we shut down our old building, moved into a new one. And I'd say that first Sunday when we moved into that new building, it was like God breathed a whole new breath of life into our church. Mm. Um, there was a sense of like, Hey, we've got a direction. We're going somewhere. Um, we, yeah, just just new life, and that that was not something we manufactured. Because if you if you look at that building, it's just a youth center. It's mm-hmm. nothing special. Yeah. Um, just you know, a few a few extra rooms and a big space. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and but it was it, it was just God gave us a sense of hey, I'm with you guys. You know, I'm mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and financially, at about that time, we had seen uh, we we were down to pennies. You know, just as a church, we were spending a lot of money on rent and. Um, we just didn't have the finances that we needed um, to sustain ourselves. And so I was doing some fundraising. Carly and I had gone back to a previous church um, to raise some support, and we'd reached out to some other churches within the Acts 29 network for help. Um, And within six weeks, so in December and January, a six-week period, we saw God provide $30,000 for our church. Wow. Yeah. And, and, And that was like... When that happened, there was just this confirmation of like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, and so... What, what are you feeling at that point? Because you'd come in doing church planting, mm. and all of a sudden, it's a different project. It's revi- right. It's revitalization. It's taking something that has fallen into, you know, w- whether it's plateau or it's struggling. And I'd, I'd say we had just kind of stagnated. Uh-huh. And, and every church goes through a period like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, I think we had just kind of stagnated. Um but what I'm what I'm feeling is like just a almost a loss of like what 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 do we call this? Because I, I you know yeah. it, you know what, what do we what do we label this as? Is mm-hmm. is this a church plant? Well, we're eleven years old. Yeah. Are are we? You know, is it revitalization? Yeah, well, it's like, well, don't call it a comeback. Well, it's kind of a come. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a bit of a there's a bit of a comeback element to it. Um, yeah. But you know, when we think of revitalization. Uh, we tend to think of like, well, you know, especially as pastors, sixty-year-old uh, churches. Yeah, are, the yeah. people, the people of our church just don't get it, and mm. and they're they're it's their stubbornness that's killing us, and that wasn't our situation at all. Yeah, like our people uh, are just they were passionate and and they they stayed committed. They didn't stop giving. They they didn't stop attending. They didn't stop pressing into community. Um, we just we just needed some organization. We needed some direction, um, finances, and and just a, a bigger vision. 
uh, for what God may be calling us to. And we really needed to do the main things well. And I mm-hmm. think that's just one of the things that God's been teaching us through this process is that his word is sufficient. Community is sufficient. The gospel is sufficient. These, these things that we see the New Testament pushing us toward as a church, those are the things we need to focus on. Yeah, you know, back to the basics. Just back to the basics. Do, this, do the things you know to do well, and then the other things will grow out of that. Amen. Yeah, and, and you just you can't underestimate what God's going to do through those ordinary means of grace that He's yeah. ordained for us to be practicing as His people. And so mm-hmm. um, we just said, hey, for this first year, we want to focus on the main things, do them well, preach the gospel, be faithful to unpack the scriptures every Sunday and meet and worship and, and our people responded hmm. and they, they did it. And, and we, we all just kind of joined in. And, um, so, you know, over the last year we've grown, we've added about 20 to 25 people, including kids, you know, awesome. in that revitalization church planting type of thing, you've always got to include the kids. Um, so, hey, hey, that's yeah, evangelistic counting. You gotta, you gotta and, make and sure they you matter. Count everybody. Kids matter too, right? <laughs> They're disciples of Jesus too. Yeah. Um, and and so we, you know, we've grown a bit. We've seen ourselves stabilize, um, and we're we're heading off into this season now where we're we're actually leaving the hub. We're leaving that youth center and and going to be partnering with another church in town called Revolution Twenty Two, part of the City Network. Here, we're going to be meeting in their buildings and building in the afternoon, and it's just given us a permanent space to be in. Awesome, um, so which is in the same excited. neighborhood where you launched. Too, oh my right? gosh, yeah! So it's in the same neighborhood where our ch- our previous building was that we had to move out of last year. Awesome, um, puts us back in that neighborhood. Um, we, we're really committed to staying and being a downtown church. Um, just kind of being in the heart of the city and feeling the city's heartbeat and speaking the gospel into it. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So you've done some training and preparation in church planting. What what of that were you able to take and use in this revitalization effort? Like what's what what translated and what set of skills are you still trying to figure out in this this new season? Yeah. Um I mean I think just be, being equipped to preach the Bible as a as a church planter, I think sometimes we forget we're pastors, mm-hmm. and that, that's like primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean that that's primary. Um, you know, so just the, the skills developed to, to know how to preach the gospel, to preach the scriptures faithfully, to care for people, to love the people in front of you. Um, you know, trying not to overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the one of the things that I think often gets overlooked in church planting is you can get so focused on your church, that you forget that you're in partnership with other churches in the city for the same mission. Yep. You know, uh, you're not rivals with the church down the street. Um, we're all in the business of trying to make disciples of Jesus and, and um, just, yeah, to make disciples of Jesus is, is that simple. And I, so one of the things that I, I tried to do early on was get involved with the city network and, and, you know, you were just so influential in helping me get connected to some other churches that have all helped us. That's great to hear, um, man. Yeah, so I, if there was anything I could tell any church planter, church, revital, church revitalizer, <laughs> yeah, we need, um, we need or a pastor, name for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is just, man, just get connected with the other churches in your city um, who love Jesus too. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're coming at it with a set of skills as a church planter, and you're learning, okay, here's what that looks like in a church revitalization. What... Um, when you look at, because there's a number of church plants that are going to struggle, mm-hmm. they're going to get to a plateau point. They're mm-hmm. going to get to one of those uh, one of those barriers to church growth that you can't get over on your own. And how do you, how do you get outside of yourself and think differently about those problems? Like what what have you learned about like your your approach to pastoral ministry that 
can help people in that five to seven year church plant plateau. Mm. And and I don't know, what what have you learned? A lot. Um, I, I think one of the things that I've learned most, one of the most difficult lessons is that God is actually using um, my role as a pastor to sanctify me. Yeah. You know, like um, our marriages exist as in part to sanctify us mm-hmm. and in a lot in in our our jobs our our roles and responsibilities as a pastor god is using that uh to form us and to cause growth and and for to cause me to love jesus more to learn how to trust him mm-hmm. um so seeing seeing ministry as a form of in a process of my own sanctification has been um important um because then any conflict that comes up with a person or any um shortage in, in funding, or you see a family leave the church, um, those, those can be seen as problems, and, and sometimes they are, but God is using all of these different things to sanctify me. And so um, that, that's one of the big things. It changes the, the question from, how do I solve this, to God, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And, and so I'd say the, the second, one of the other things that we've learned through this process, and when I say me, you know, just primarily thinking my wife and I, but then our elder team, our deacons, our church leaders— um, I know it's cliche, but you have to trust God with the process. Uh-huh. But I think even more than that, we've learned that we can trust God with the process. Yeah. yeah. Like he has, his faithfulness to us has been, I mean, tangible, you know, from everything from bringing new life into our church through new people, um, just bringing, bringing new life into our church as people are seeing, hey, we're, we're heading somewhere, we like where we're going, we're seeing... Um, people's lives changed. That's exciting. Um, and and then, you know, just learning that you can actually trust God in this process was was a, a challenge at first because I'd say from for the first four months, which isn't a long time. Other pastors have gone through a much longer difficult season, but for the first four to five months, things were things were really difficult um, to the point where you know I'd wake up on a Monday and think, you know, are we even going to have enough people to gather next Sunday? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the, especially in the summer. Yeah, oh my gosh, especially in the summer. Yeah. And you're, you're just like, are, are people going to show up next week? And they, people just kept coming. People kept coming and pressing into community. Um, there were, you know, there were times where it was like, I don't know where my next paycheck is going to come from. And then God provides it. Um, mm-hmm. And and so just over and over and over again, we've seen his faithfulness. So not only should you trust God, but you can trust God with this process. And one of the, one of the hardest things for us at the beginning was having to say, okay, Lord, if if you don't want trademark to exist this time next year, you know, more glory to you for that. And that that was one of the most difficult things I think, you know, to think, hey, maybe God doesn't want our church doesn't want this particular church to exist. Mm-hmm. And every church planter yeah. has to wrestle with that at some point. Yeah. Um, well, because like you look at every church that was planted by the apostles, none of them have continuously existed till now. Right. So, I mean, even right. even with the the power of the Holy Spirit and the first century churches like movement mentality, there have been historical reasons why they don't exist anymore. All of our churches, all of our individual little congregations, will cease to exist. And so, the the question then becomes, like, do we trust God with that too? Do we trust God Absolutely. that there's there's endings for seasons and for communities and rebirth in in new kind of forms, which, right, yeah. Right, and so we, that was really something that we just had to hold with an open hand at the beginning was, okay, Lord, if, if, if you brought me here to pastor this church 
to close its doors, okay. And nobody wants that job, but nobody wants that it. job, right? But some, <laughs> somebody has to do it. And yeah. so that, that was, yeah, that was honestly a thought that we had. And coming at it from the mentality of God is sanctifying us through this process make, makes that easier, kind of. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you yeah. can see a bit of a bigger picture. It's like, okay, you know, God's doing something in us through this. Um, but he, he just kept making it clear, no, trademark is going to move forward. You're going to move forward. There's new life coming. And it took time, and we just had to be patient and wait, but God provided a way. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I just want to reiterate, yeah, you, you should trust God with your church plant, and you can trust God with your church plant, yeah. your church, your revitalization Amen. effort, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's be- faithful. Because the only other option is like feeling like you're completely in control and responsible for it. And, and that's I, don't, a ter- I don't want that. That's a terrible option. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Yeah, because I'm going to screw it up. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, what's what's next for you guys? Like what are you, what are you excited about on the horizon? Where do you see God just moving in your community? And Yeah, yeah what's next for us? Um, so I think just keeping the main things the main things. Um, we want to keep preaching the gospel. We're going to keep preaching the Bible. Um, you know, our, our church leaders, elders and deacons, and myself in particular, like, love love covers a multitude. We just want to keep loving the people of our church, loving the people who God's put in front of us, just being faithful to care for them, um, you know, shepherding the flock of God among us. That that That's primary. Um, but we've got some great things coming up. We just started a new sermon series this past Sunday called The Everyday Church, where we're unpacking um, basically three things that God has called every church to do every day, and that's God has called us to love Him, to love each other, and to love our city. And so those those are the non-negotiables, but mm-hmm. how we do that is going to look different in every every culture and every time and every place. And so we're just really trying to unpack what it looks like for Trademark to love God every day, to love each other every day, to love our city every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully, you know, we can cast that vision strong enough that it pushes us off into the fall, um, and we can start some, you know, new programs or initiatives or different things like that um, with within our city and within our church. And so, the next big thing for us coming up though is uh, October sixth. We're going to be meeting in Revolution Twenty Two's building. Um, so this will be our third church home within the last year. Wow. Um, third building in the last year. Um, you know, I praise God that our our, our people are just so flexible and willing to meet pretty much wherever, yeah. which is awesome. So, but they, they've got a beautiful new building, um, and we're, we're excited to be part of them. They've just invited us to come and join them, um, and be, be a part of what God's doing there. So we're, ba- we're going to be forming a partnership with Rev 22, um, and, and seeing, we'll see where, where God takes that. But our hope is in the midst of that to raise up a church planter between our two churches and awesome. our churches can partner together to, to launch that person out in the next... That's- that's year great, or two. Yeah. That's great. Um, so we're we're excited about that. Yeah, and Brent, the pastor there, is part of our our board with City Network, and has has a passion to multiply too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we we head out? Um, not really. All right. I think that's it. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. We. I'm really glad you come today, Josh. And City Network exists to help churches grow and multiply in healthy ways in our city. And uh, whether you're 10 years old. You're, you haven't started yet, or you're 60 or 150 years old, we believe that God wants to take His church and bring it to life for the sake of the people around us. So, yeah. And I, yeah. just, I guess I do want to say one other thing, is just the city network is working. Awesome. It's working. It's accomplishing its purposes. Um, churches are partnering together. 
Um, there is revitalization, church planting happening because of this network, and it's slow, right? Like, it, it's going to be slow, but um, we're already seeing good things happening, so praise God for it. Yeah, we're seeing God really knit us together as a church in the city, which I think unity is a part of God's plan for the church to Yeah, and, and have we, we talk about the city network every Sunday. That's we, awesome. We, every Sunday we mention that we're a part of it and that we're, we're giving to this and... and um, I need to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we, we were doing that. And one of the really cool things is because Boise is growing right now, there's people coming in from all over. Mm-hmm. And one of the constant refrains that I keep hearing is, I've never um, been in a city where the churches are so willing to work together. Hey, that's that's a huge, yeah. huge vote of confidence for what we're doing. That's Amen. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you want to be a part of City Network, uh, join in with what we're up to. You can go on our website, thecitynetwork.org, and fill out the interest form, and we'll add you to our email list. There's blog posts and podcasts that you can listen to on any of the podcast streaming services you use. And also, um, we've got some events coming up. We'll have one in October that's around training in each of our three main initiatives, which is church planting, church revitalization, and um, building, sending culture in existing churches. So if you want to join in on that, make sure to get on our email list. And we're also getting ready to start promoting Exponential here in Boise, our church planting conference. It'll be in April, the end of April next year. So get that on your calendars. And uh, thanks for joining us today with the City Network Podcast. Thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org slash group or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates for the blog and podcast.